Hey guys, it's Kat. So before today's episode starts, I wanted to plug my Patreon. By contributing every month, you'll get access to exclusive episodes and creative content. The funding helps me afford new equipment and a better listening experience for you. The link to that Patreon is going to be www.patreon.com slash I'll leave that link in the description below, but if uninterested, enjoy today's episode. Bye. Test, test, one, two, three. Test, test, one, two, three. Hey guys, welcome to Brain Food. This is episode 10 of season three. I've had an eventful two and a half weeks, and I'm sorry that I missed last week. I posted some clips. I have had, last time you guys saw me was 4th of July, and that was an eventful two weeks that followed after that, and now we're here. Today is July 26th, 20, yeah, 25th, no, 25th, so yeah, welcome back. It's nice to see everybody. Um, today, we are going to talk about nicotine addiction. Um, I'm going to be honest, straight up. I have started smoking again. Um, not weed or crack, don't worry. Just cigarettes and vaping a little bit here and there. Um, I thought it would be a pretty good episode to talk about it, just because I need to talk about it, um, because I haven't smoked in two years so for me to jump back into it full throttle was a little bit shocking, but this is my explanation for myself, even though I don't need to explain myself. I am in a point in my life, and I know I don't need to smoke, but I was falling down a rabbit hole, I think, where I was restricting myself in every area of my life whether that came to my diet. So let's let's rewind like six months ago. When I was in, in when I was still going to school. I'm still going to school. I didn't drop out. Oh my god, imagine. Um I was vegan. I'm still sober. Um and that's another thing I want to talk about. I'm still sober. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't do any hard drugs. And that's all that matters to me. A cigarette here and there or a puff of a vape isn't going to make me go back. And I've and I know that. So that's basically what had happened was Fourth of July happened and I went to like this rave with my friends and it just felt like everything was normal. Like I I didn't have any crazy urges. I didn't I wasn't nervous around a bunch of drugs because a rave in New York City, they go wild with the substances there so I didn't feel uncomfortable and I remember not being nervous and just like someone offered me a cigarette and like you know the thought passed my mind I was like you know what like I haven't had this thought in so long like what what would happen if I did this right now it's not gonna make me drunk it's not gonna get me high it's not gonna make me relapse like what is the worst thing that's gonna happen I'm not going to get addicted like that again. And so let's go back to where I was because I'm going all over the place. But I was basically in a place where like it was my diet. I was sober. I wasn't really talking to anybody. Um, I was too restrictive with myself. And I tend to put discipline and, you know, restricting in the same category, or at least I do personally. And it started, they, they they started to become the same thing. And I wasn't going out, so that means I wasn't really making any friends. Um, 
I wasn't going out because of all of these reasons. I'm not, oh, I can't go there because there's no vegan food there. Or, oh, I can't, I can't do that because there's going to be, you know, drugs there. I can't do that. There's going to be drinking there. People are going to be smoking cigarettes. People are going to be doing all the things that I'm restricting. But in the past month or so, I've come to realize that, like, I, why am I so scared? You know, because I, I've made some really great friends in the past couple months. And I need to give myself a break, if I'm going to be honest. And this isn't, you know, me making excuses for myself. This is me just being like, okay, the world won't end if you smoke a cigarette. For you, for me, saying that, for me at least, my world would end if I picked up a drink. And people could say, oh, that's a gateway to alcohol, blah, blah, blah. I've been through all of that. I know, I know the warning signs. I know my limits. I know when to stop. But the reason why I picked up a cigarette again is because I, I tend to go out every weekend with some friends and we go to bars. That's kind of when you're in New York, that's what you do. And for me to just sit there with a fucking Diet Coke and just kind of just be having the urge to do something and like, I can't even pick up a cigarette. I can't even do anything. It's just like, I don't want every time... I go out to just be nervous, you know, and I know the solution to that isn't to pick up smoking or pick up a new vice that could potentially hurt me. But at the same time, like I need to live a little bit. Um, I'm not who I was when I was 17. I'm not who I was when I was 16. I'm not who I was when I was 15. I'm not the same person. I have self-control. I have self-discipline. The difference was between now and then is, you know, if I start to smoke like every single day, I fucking throw that shit out. And I'm done. Put myself two years ago, I probably wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't have known how to cope with being addicted to something or being dependent on something. Now I do. Enough time has passed where I've healed. I've grown into a new person where like, yes, I can come on here and explain why I started doing something that I considered bad. You know, smoking isn't good. I don't want to come on here and be like, smoking is good. It's not. But at the same time, like, I want to make a decision and if I'm okay with that decision with myself, I should be able to make it and still be cat and still have the same values and stuff when it comes to sobriety. Um, the only thing I care about is the drinking and smoking and smoking. When I say smoking, I mean smoking weed, smoking and drugs. That's what I care about. And I don't see myself doing any of those things anytime soon. So I'm still me. Um, I don't feel that different. It just feels like when I go out with some friends, smoke a cigarette, and that's it. Um, yeah, so I wanted to make this episode about nicotine addiction because it is a pretty tricky thing, especially to stop. Um, yeah, so basically I was out, and it was like a week after 4th of July, and I was just like, you know what, like, I keep thinking about this. And if I keep thinking about this, it's not going to go away. And there's a reason why I keep thinking about this. It's because I feel like I'm restricting myself. And this isn't a disciplined feeling. And I think I started to get into that mindset, like I said, where like discipline and being restrictive became the same thing. Where like, if I, if I did this thing, like I'm regressing. If I did this thing, then my life is over. Like when you hold yourself to that standard, like, 
honestly, if you do those things, the world will end because you're putting them on a pedestal that is like, if you make a mistake, then you go back to square one, which isn't true. I've worked on myself so hard in the, in the past year alone. I don't even consider myself like the same person I was last year. I, I look at that person. And I'm like, wow, like it's still me. I still have, you know, close to the same values, but I was so done set on like I was living in a black and white world I didn't see anything in between that like it was like either like you do something bad then you're punished or like you restrict yourself like crazy and you'll be happy and you'll have peace but like I look at that person like a year ago and like I didn't have any friends because I wasn't socializing and that made me really depressed and that was I talked about that last episode like I look at myself like a year ago when I moved here And it was great. I I loved like, you know, living in a new city and like, but I didn't make any friends. Truly, I didn't until like April or March, like truly did not connect with people because I was so living in a black, I was just living in a black and white world where like, okay, if this person smokes, I can't be friends with them because that'll affect me. Like it was it like, it sounds crazy, but that's genuinely how I thought. We're like, oh, this person smokes weed. That's bad for me. Or this person drinks. That's bad for me. Like maybe I should just work on my self-control and my discipline and I won't be having these intense fears. Like it, it came to a point where like I would spend every single night. I mean, I worked in a bar. Granted, I worked in a bar. So like that's a little different. But like being close to people who did stuff like that, like I was like, no way. And that what is that? What door does that leave open for me? Now I just have a hallway with a bunch of closed doors that I can't even open. And like I said, I'm in the middle about it because right now, like, I feel healthy. I feel happy. But at the same time, like, it was like, oof. I don't feel this immense guilt. I feel a little bit guilty like everyone else does. But I don't feel the immense guilt that I thought I would feel. Like, I thought, like, I was going to wake up the next day and I wanted to, like, drink again. And I didn't feel that at all. Um, like I said, not a good thing to pick up smoking after you haven't done it. But at the same time, like, it's my choice. And I'm not doing it crazy active. And I'm not doing it every day. I'm just doing it when I see some friends. And it, it helps me keep myself busy and keep my mind busy. So I'm not, you know, thinking about drinking or thinking about smoking. And, like, you could make the argument or I could make the argument of, like, okay, well, maybe you shouldn't be hanging out with these people, which is valid. But, like, at the same time, like, as long as I'm happy and healthy, it doesn't matter. I'm I'm working on myself every day still, working a lot which maybe I need to cut down on, but honestly, I like money. So (laughs) I'm building experience. I start school soon, which is great. I'm going to Paris soon, which I'm really excited for. And um, yeah, things are just going good. Um, And I don't consider this a setback. I don't because, you know, it would have been different if I picked up a drink. That would be considered a setback. That would be like a major thing if I did that. But cigarette and a puff of like a jewel, like, be serious like the world is not gonna end like it's a substance that won't alter it won't alter my personality it won't get me drunk and it won't get me high so like whatever if I need to stop I'll stop truly I know myself well enough where I'm like if it starts to become a problem I'll throw it out um 
but yeah, I wanted to like answer some questions and, you know, give some advice maybe to people who are trying to quit because as, as much as like I'm part of the epidemic now, like I know how to quit. I've quit before. I've quit for 730 days. I quit for, which is two years. So I'd like to think I have a thing or two to say when it comes to quitting and, you know, the whole culture around it. And the big problem for me is like, not the big problem, but it's like a lot of the issue right now, at least in my age range is like someone, I asked a question like, or I just said like questions for next week's podcast for nicotine addiction. And they were like, talk about the romanticization of it, which is like a huge thing where it's like, and I have, a, I had this thought too. I'm like, I can't wait to go to Paris and have an espresso and a little croissant and a little cigarette. Like, of course the thought, the thought of that sounds amazing. But if I start to think like that, it's going to be like, oh, the thought with the thought of a cigarette with coffee every morning sounds great too. Like it will turn, it will turn into that if you, if you let it. Oh, my laundry's ready. My laundry's ready. All right, let's, I'm going to do a quick sound check. Just see that we're chilling. Yeah, we're, we're good. We're good. Um, but yeah, I, when I first quit at least, um, from a recovered addictive all things, I think a person knows when they are ready to quit or when they, you know, there's like this little gray area when like, you know, you have a problem, but like, you don't really want to stop. So you don't really think about the steps into stopping. You just kind of are like, well, this sucks. There's people outside and they're kind of whispering. Mm. Let's wait until they go down the elevator. Um, But yeah, a a big thing was like, there was that huge gray area of like picking up the vape or picking up a cigarette and being like, okay, this doesn't feel good, but I want to do it. And then like restricting yourself, restricting yourself. So like thinking that next like, puff or whatever it's going to be is going to be good and it's going to be like so good because you waited all this time and it's like okay well that's the same of every single time I've ever done it let's wait a little bit more time see if it's different and it turns into a like a whole cycle of that and like you guys listening or like people listening probably know that you're like duh but if you don't say it out loud like it doesn't exist in your brain you don't realize how like dumb It is to like be like, okay, I'm going to wait, I'm going to wait, I'm going to wait. And then you're like, it's going to be different this time. And it's literally the exact same thing every time. Or it's going to be different. It's going to be different. It's going to be, and it's never different. And you know that it's not going to be different. But you literally become delusional into thinking like, oh, I can stop whenever I want. Oh, I can put this down whenever I want. But like, I don't know exactly how to explain the word addiction because it is really complex. I, um... It's not, it's not like the stereotypical like itching feeling or like little voice in your head. Well, it is a little voice in your head. I will say that. There is like a little voice where it's like, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. But if it's not intense and it's just like a little, like your body is just drawn to something that it knows is awful for you, which is dumb. But that's what it is where it's like, fuck, all my friends think I'm a loser or like, fuck, all my friends think that like I should stop. But like, honestly, I don't care. And you don't care about how you're affecting your health. Like, I do cardio a lot. And I've noticed, like, a little, like, not, like, a major change. But I've noticed, like, my, the, my back hurting a little bit. I'm like, fuck this. Like, 
I think after this episode, once I talk this out, like probably going to quit again. And then when I go on vacation, I'll treat myself a little bit, but I'm not thinking, I'm not thinking that way. I'm, I'm thinking like, okay, well, when the opportunity arises, it'll happen, but I'm not thinking about it every single second of the day or like whenever I'm getting done doing something, oh, I can have a cigarette when I'm done doing this. Oh, I can do this when I'm done with this activity. That's when it starts to become a problem where it's like, that was my main thing in school. We're like, okay, after ninth period, I can go in the bathroom and vape or, oh, when I'm done with um, my homework or, oh, when my mom leaves. Uh, like it was always like when this happens, I can be happy or when this happens, I can go take what I want. And as much as you don't realize it, it starts to dictate your life. And this goes for any substance, not just nicotine. Nicotine was the last thing I quit because it was so hard for me to stop because you don't realize like the grip it has on you. Like for you listening, <laughs> for my friends who are listening, like the amount of times that I have ripped, you've been in my house and I've ripped apart my entire room sophomore to junior year of high school because I couldn't find my jewel and it was in my pocket or in my hand. Like that's a problem. Like I did that on the daily or like going through my bag or like literally like screaming at somebody. Like I know you took it where, and it's like, especially my mom like my mom she would steal it sometimes or hide it just to see how much like I would react which is like kind of manipulative but I kind of deserved it because it's like okay this is a little electronic vape and you are like like literally ripping the entire house apart over it like be real (laughs) and I remember one time my mom she didn't take it she didn't throw it out she didn't take it she literally just moved it like five feet away from my dresser the way I screamed at her like where the fuck is it was right in front of my dresser like in the open it wasn't like behind anything or in a drawer like it was just on my dresser but she moved it from where I remembered it was and I was like 16 and like I was like I know you fucking took it I was like screaming at my sister I was punching holes in the wall like that might be some behavioral issues obviously also but like that's what nicotine does to you and it's just like a little little elf bar like what (laughs) Like, I just remember, like, being livid with friends, family, if I couldn't find it or, like, I didn't have it for a day. Like, that's crazy. Like, today, I won't lie, I did smoke a cigarette on my own, but it was the romanticization of it, honestly. I'm not going to lie. I was in Central Park. I was like, it's so pretty. Let me smoke a cigarette. Uh, probably shouldn't do that anymore. Um, But, yeah, as long as I'm keeping myself healthy... I got, I got to give myself like a little taste of reward. I'm not going to lie. Like I know that like goes against all of my morals, but like I'm chill and I'm happy and I, I don't know. It's just like, I, I don't, I don't see it as a setback. I see it as actually a step forward into me being comfortable with my sobriety without like thinking that like that is going to make me like relapse. Because that's exactly what I thought it was going to do, and it didn't. And that actually gives me the reward of knowing I have self-control, knowing I have some discipline in me. Um, Someone asked about tips on how to quit. I would say, um, honestly, the gum helped me. Patches helped me. I mean, when I was a freshman in high school, like, my mom had bought me a bunch of gum. And, like, granted, I didn't chew it consistently. But when I did... Um, it actually did help a lot and it kept me busy because it's still you're still ingesting nicotine but it's not inhaling it and hurting your lungs like it's just gum um but yeah like I I suggest gum and patches as dumb as it sounds like they do help 
um, drinking a lot of water, keeping yourself busy, like going to the gym or like cooking meals, stuff where like you can't just like pull out a cigarette or a vape. Like you can, but like you're not, you're thinking about cooking or you just keeping yourself busy, writing, watching. No, don't watch TV because that's the best time to do it. Don't do that because <laughs> that's when I did it. Um, I would just say like manual things like writing, drawing, art, grocery shopping, going to the gym, like just keeping yourself busy and keeping it out of sight, out of mind. If you hide it somewhere, it will make, if the if thought enters mind, like, oh, I'm going to take a pit of my vape. Oh, fuck. I have to like go in the kitchen and go in the drawer and go in the, get, get, go and get in this hidden spot. That's a really big thing that helped me too. Um, that's what I'm doing right now. Like the minute where I'm like home alone and bored and it's like, hmm, maybe I should smoke a cigarette. No, I can't see it. So like the minute I'm like, okay, well, it's not accessible unless I go and look for it. Or if I go, I have to like go into a little box I keep it in. It's like, cat, what are you doing? And that honestly helps. So little stuff like that. I'd say last case scenario, just if you have vapes, flush it all down the toilet. I know that's like awful. Actually, I take that back because this goes online. Throw it out. <laughs> Throw it out. Throw it in the garbage. I flushed mine so like it was had water inside of it and I wasn't able to use it. Like the, the thing with me is like the morning I got sober, I poured out all my alcohol down the drain. So like I'm not going to go into the cesspool and like go and get I can't get it back. Like there's no way like if I threw it out in the garbage, like I could just take it out of the garbage and be grimy and gross and still take a hit of it. I flushed it down the toilet. So like there's no way I like unless and plus I was 16. So there's no me getting in the car and going to a smoke shop and getting another one. Like there, it was just gone. It's done. Um, same thing with my cigarettes. I flush them down the toilet. I'm sorry if that sounds awful. Oops. Not oops. That sounds bad too. Yeah. Flush it all down the toilet. I poured my alcohol down the sink. I poured my cocaine down the toilet. It's just literally destroy it. <laughs> like smash it. Or like this is another thing. You don't have to flush it down the toilet. Another thing I did was I took like a solo cup of water and then I put them all my all my vapes in there so then they would be done and then I threw them out um so yeah I did that I started going to the gym more because I had realized that I went from a varsity athlete who could run a 550 mile to a fat fuck who couldn't run a 10 minute mile hate to call myself a fat fuck and I hate to say the word fat but like that's what I was I was 225 230 I was like 50 pounds, not 50. That's way too much. 35 to 40 pounds overweight. And you, like way, like if anybody's known me my whole life, I've always been lengthy. Like my nickname in high school and middle school was flat lean because I literally didn't have any boobs. I was so skinny and lengthy because I was so tall. And then my junior year, like I, I'm not even kidding, gained like 60 pounds. Like I went from being like 150 or one like 45 to literally like 220 225 and um yeah I just looked and felt like shit and right now I <laughs> go to the gym every day I work close to every day I do a podcast I work on myself um doing things to keep myself better and the difference between now and then is was I'm healthy now Back then, I that was just another vice to take advantage of. Right now, it's just like going out with some friends, have a little fun because I don't drink. Yay. <laughs> um, it's an unhealthy vice because like I, if I'm going to be honest, like I would say like always like I can't even like say a vice when you're out with friends and you're at a bar. Like 
take out your journal, journal how you feel, start reading a book. Like, come on, be so real. I'm not doing that. You're not doing that. I know you're not. Um, I'm not. It It's just like a, a mixture of things that help me quit. And it, it's timing also. Like if, if you feel like you are not ready to quit, you're not. If you're disgusted with yourself, you're ready to quit. Because there's like a, like I said, that gray area when you're like, eh, probably should stop, but like don't really feel like it. Also, my roots are growing in. Ugh, ew. I also got my nails done today. Ooh, focus. Look, those are my nails. And hello. Yeah, I um, I got some new clothes. I go to work tomorrow. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, also, just like relationship wise, I've had a crazy month. Super strange people have come into my life and left. And some are still here. Um, wishing they were not here in New York, but they are leaving soon, though. Um, yeah, school starts soon. I'm super excited for school. Um, I'm starting a new major, which is great. Um, just lots of new stuff. Lots of people my age, which I need. I'm way too surrounded by men over 25 right now, which needs to stop. I need to stop. Um, I talked about that two episodes ago. Like, I need to chill. <laughs> um... I, I am good in every area of my life except for romantic. Like, it's like no matter what I do, always end up in a crazy spot. Always. Like, last Sunday night, don't even want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. Nothing bad happened. It was just like, a, I don't know. Um, Yeah, we're going to take a quick break. For you, it's going to be like literally two seconds. But for me, it's going to be like five minutes because I want to take a break. So... I'll see you in two seconds. Bye. Okay, and we are back. Sorry, I needed to get a little bit of water and turn my AC up because it is so hot in here. Um, also, electric bill was over 150 this month. What? Why? It's because it's summer and I'm using my AC unapologetically. Um, I have to suffer the consequences of that. Also, just like... I'm having a really... As much as it's a crazy month, it is a very eye-opening month for me new things, trying new things, made some really good friends that I work with, um, moving on to good things, um, relationships are going, I'm going, um, no, don't overshare cat. I, I just have a lot of good things in my life right now and I'm really grateful for it. And like I said, last episode, be grateful for things and vocalize why you are grateful for them. Because if you don't, they'll slip your mind and you won't, feel the intensity of how grateful you are for them um I'm very excited to go to Paris I'm grateful for that not grateful for my bank account because of it but I am grateful for it um I'm grateful for going to school and working my ass off and getting some really good experience at this place I'm working at and um just great things good things just wanted to say that because it makes me all happy (laughs) um yeah, so back to a nicotine addiction. Um, it's a really tough thing because it's it's not like it really isn't a substance that you like get. It's not you can't get high off of it. You don't get drunk. Um, you can't really kill yourself off of it unless like, I mean, you can, but like in fifty years, she's so far away. Um, but yeah, it's 
it's it's weird because you think it's like not this big thing but it it genuinely for me was the hardest thing to quit because it's so accessible especially for me now because I'm in New York and I live by myself and I'm not scared like my parents are gonna oops sorry um I'm not in high school anymore it's not like this big crazy thing like it's not um but that's another thing living in New York the romanticization of it like I think a lot of people just smoke cigarettes just to look cool and it turns into an actual problem I don't think I know um people think it looks cool so they do it and then it turns into an actual problem just like most things um too much of anything is really bad so when they're outside on campus smoking a cigarette and their demonias and they're all black outfits it's like oh my god you look so cool but like you're dying <laughs> cute um yeah I just it's weird because now it's weird because I'm doing it again and I'm not I, I don't feel addicted I just feel it's weird to like hit a vape <laughs> And be like, fuck, I haven't done this in so long. And it feels kind of good. And then you're like, fuck, it feels kind of bad. So then you put it down. Um, all I know is that I am in a good place. And that's all that matters. Um, I think I kind of wanted to take this episode to just be like, listen. Like my back, my backtracking and what I thought my back steps, if that's even a phrase, what they would have been like a year ago and now that I've like grown and healed a lot and worked on a lot of things that are really scary they're not as scary as I thought they would have been and they're not life altering like I thought they would have been which is crazy because when you have an idea of something which you think is really strong and you really believe in and then it kind of turns out to not be such a big deal it's like well and I'm happy for all the work that I did. I think as soon as summer's over, I'm done doing that, smoking cigarettes. And I think I'm done. So I know I'm done after school start. Like when school starts, I'm done. Um, yeah, I um, I don't know what else to talk about. I kind of want to talk about like, um, like this episode will obviously about be about nicotine addiction. But I also kind of want to talk about like um, just like my past month like just dealing with some stuff like my dad is in the hospital again so that was kind of a scare um yeah dealing with that when I'm here is, is kind of scary um he's okay now but not being able to just get in a car because I don't have my car here and drive home and I have to pay like $30 to get home from here is kind of scary when my dad's sick and um I think I have more faith than I did a couple months ago and I think that's what I've been realizing about myself. I'm, I've, I've kind of become more brave, more fearless, especially when it comes to like romantic situations. Um, I'm not as, I don't consider myself very shy, but when it comes to romantic things, I am shy. I've, I've seen myself become more confident and become more upfront about how I feel about things and not really um, playing games. I, I think for the, you know, two months before this month I was a total tease and I think I've kind of been a tease for the majority of my adolescence I think I've always been like okay the idea of being with somebody is great and the idea of dating somebody and flirting with somebody is so much fun but anything past that I get extremely scared so I leave and I get uncomfortable and I 
or at least I pretend to be uncomfortable so it's done and over with and then I can move on um this month I've been working on that just like I said I would I have recently realized about myself that people sometimes view me as a tease and I don't blame them um so this month I've been working on that. I've tried to be more trying to be more direct and more upfront with how I feel about things and listen like I don't want to get too personal <laughs> um yeah but it is it is a problem in my life and like I said it's something I'm working on currently because what I do with men especially with women I don't have this problem but with men I do because I'm not as comfortable with men um I spent the majority of my life always being friends with men and not really dating. I've never dated anybody, not really dating men. So not that I'm scared of them. It's just very like, like I'm nervous <laughs> because I, I don't know what to expect because I don't really interact. I never really interacted with men like that for the most of, from, for the majority of my life. So um, I'm trying to be more upfront and more confident and say how I feel and not playing games because I tend to do that in romantic relationships and regular relationships never in romantic relationships I get nervous because it's very new for me so I um I tend to slightly say how I feel and not really say how I feel and expect the other person to be like oh okay well not everybody's built like that to just know how somebody feels off the get-go like I'd consider myself pretty good at reading people and knowing how they feel kind of within like five minutes of meeting somebody but not everybody's like that so like when I expect other people to be like that people can view me as a tease or someone who's playing games and like having that realization in like the past month and a half has been like Ooh, I don't I really don't want anybody to view me like that so I'm gonna stop um yeah yeah that's something I've been working on. That's something that's really important to me right now because the last thing I want anybody to ever think of me is like a liar or somebody who's not truthful or genuine. Um, yeah, I've also just been like looking for new um, jobs and stuff like that, um, which has been empowering because now I have experience. Just a lot of things. The gears are moving. They're not started, but they're moving, which is great. I um I just got back from the gym and I told you I got my nails done. I bought new clothes. I got new clothes. Um just trying to better myself every day and realizing that it's not just a linear thing. Ever. And I know I've said that a lot, but it's like it's it's really not. Um totally realize that. Because I've I've had some men in my life recently, like think of think I'm a bitch. And that's very um, eye-opening and humbling because I think before that I was just like, oh, like I'm very hard to get in because I'm, I have self-respect and I have, but I think sometimes men take that as like, oh, she's just a tease and a prude and just playing games with us. And like genuinely in my heart, that is not what I was trying to portray, but obviously that's how people took it. So like I need to take a step back and look at myself and be like, all right, what kind of behavior are we expressing for people to feel like this? Because it's not everybody else's fault. They have to be at fault somehow. You know, men are gross, but not totally. It's not everything is not my fault. Um, I have to realize that like sometimes like maybe my behavior patterns are similar. <laughs> um, especially I just think I have a very addictive personality 
And when I like somebody, I really like somebody and um, things start moving and things start moving really fast because I'm very intense. And then all of a sudden it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. this is getting to a committal place. No. And I know that about myself. I know that I am very fearful of commitment because I've been burned a lot. Um, yeah, I just I totally see commitment and I'm like, oh, and I run away. Because I don't, I've never been in a committed relationship before and I don't know what that holds. To me, at least in my subconscious, it's very much like, okay, well, this is somebody pinning you down and you don't obviously want that. So let's leave before you hurt someone's feelings or someone hurts yours. Um, yeah. I don't know how that relates to nicotine addiction, but that's kind of how I've been feeling. Just very like um, trying to feel empowered to just humble myself a little bit I guess if that makes sense um yeah so another question was like somebody said that they have a significant other who has a pretty bad nicotine addiction and they don't know whether or not they should be the one to be like hey you have a problem so honestly like if I'm gonna be honest you can make comments and be like hey it depends how you make the comment that's that's the big part of it it's like okay you obviously have to be like okay this is how and you have to say it once this is not like a one like over and over and over again thing because then people get annoyed and then they don't then they resent your opinion and they don't want to hear it you have to have one genuine conversation and be like hey this is how I feel about it. This, I feel like you have a problem and you have to be mature about it. You don't have to be like, okay, well, if you don't stop, then I can't be with, like, you can't make, you can't make ultimatums. You just have to say your genuine op opinion and be honest. And people who are good people will respect honesty, even if they can't act on it right away. Um, I remember when I was in high school, like, I had, like, friends who would give me ultimatums, like, oh, if you hang out with these people, like, I can't be friends with you anymore, and if you keep vaping and smoking, I, I can't be friends with you anymore, and that made me, like, be like, okay, fuck you then, like, I don't want to hear what you have to say if you're going to give me an ultimatum like that, you have to be, this is how I would say it to somebody, at least, I would be like, hey, I notice that you're smoking a lot, and I don't know if you think you have a problem or not, but, like, that's how I am interpreting it. It, it kind of seems like you have a problem and t they can take it with a grain of salt or they can get super offended but either way you'll have your answer by their reaction and then that's the only time you need to say it you don't have to break up with somebody or keep trying to make them quit like they'll quit in, on their time um and if it becomes a really big issue then like okay then you need to reassess the relationship that's it it's as easy as that um if you can't have a mature conversation and honest conversation with your partner, then maybe you shouldn't be with that person. I just, I just remember like being like, why, why do all my friends like want me to stop so badly? It's because they cared about me and I was a piece of shit and was like, all right, fuck you. Honestly. Um, now if somebody told me that I'd be like, okay, it's time for me to stop because obviously I am not realizing that I have an issue. If other people are like, okay, you have an issue. You for sure have an issue whether how extreme it is or not like you definitely have a problem if other people are right like okay listen this is a big issue with our generation 
people are very sensitive and they're very much they take everything to the next extreme they take everything out of context and they're like it's super weird to even talk about if if I'm gonna be honest people are just like they take everything so extreme where they're like okay someone has a nicotine issue then they're like this is this is addicted behavior and like blah, blah, I can't be around it blah, blah, blah. if you're a real genuine person and you have a conversation like that with somebody they're gonna be like okay oh fuck thank you for looking out for me and you know they might be a little pissy but like they probably will go back to you the next day and be like okay thank you I appreciate you telling me that and like doesn't mean I'm gonna stop tomorrow but like I'm gonna work on it that's all the conversation has to be it doesn't have to be like this whole like gaslighty conversation which I have with a lot of people like which is crazy like even when it comes to my relationship with men I have conversations with people and they're not able to have an adult conversation with me about it it's like okay my type and men are older it has nothing to do with my childhood or trauma or anything like that it is genuinely purely just a preference people take that out of context and they're like oh my god like you have issues with your father or you were abused or like there's something wrong with you and it's like no I know that there's nothing wrong with me I just I maybe you don't like that yourself and you're taking your opinion and projecting it on me because we don't have the same one it goes for the same thing with addiction conversations where it's like listen we might not see eye to eye on it but if you genuinely care about me they try to make it into a political issue or they try to make it into like a this, like I said, like a crazy, like fucking political issue where it's like, it doesn't have to be as an extreme. You just have a genuine conversation about someone, something about the, you have a genuine conversation with someone, someone about something. It doesn't have to be like this extreme conversation that is going to be friendship ending or relationship ending. All it has to be is what it is. That's it. I, um, I recently had a conversation with a friend about, um, Someone that I'm talking to in my life who's not significantly older than me, but like 10 years. And they tried to like tell me that like I'm a victim of like grooming. And I'm like, okay, first of all, no. I'm making a valid and genuine choice based off of what I like in a partner. I'm 19 years old. I don't, I'm not a baby. Um, yeah it was just like super like okay we're not going to turn this into like this victim complex thing same thing goes for addiction conversations it doesn't have to be like this crazy like oh I'm trying to help you but genuinely it's because like I want to be right and I want to fix you it doesn't have to be a conversation like that all it has to be is just like hey this is how I feel if you want me to help you great if I want to help you I'll help you but if you don't want help and like you're not acknowledging that you have a, an issue like don't push it any further than that um people just need to be honest with each other and be real not like some crazy like savior complex that some people have and it's just like when people start to act like that I'm like I don't want to fucking hear it I sound very abrasive right now but it's true um yeah yeah that's all I kind of had to say about that. <laughs> it's 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 weird because a lot of people, conversa- especially in New York, holy shit, 
It's like every conversation I have with somebody, it has to turn into like this crazy philosophical conversation, which I love. Do not get me wrong. You guys know me. I love philosophical. I love having conversations like that. But when it becomes every single conversation where it's like, oh, this is an issue in society, blah, 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 where it's like, okay, what is anybody saying anymore? Truly. Let's have like a real conversation. Let's not try to sound smart. That's another thing I've realized about myself in the past six months. I, six months ago, was trying so hard to sound smart all the time. I don't need to prove to anybody that I'm smart. I know I'm smart. I know that I can use big, I know I can have a conversation without having to use big words to prove to people that I'm an intelligent person. Um, yeah, it's just like, I like talking about my sobriety because it's a big part of my life. And I feel like for a while it was to, you know, make sure I was getting validated by certain people to know that like I have discipline and which means I'm smart where it's like I just like talking about it so I can help people and it's oh that's always been it but I feel like it started to morph into something else a couple months ago and I think it's the environment of living in New York um there's so many shades of gray in this city and every single conversation I have with somebody and I'm being genuine about my life it's usually good feedback but for the people that are super fake and they, they don't want to hear it because then they have a problem themselves, I think they start to project because they know that I know what they're going through and they think that I'm going to lecture them on something. And I'm just like, no, dude, like, it's chill. Like, if you drink and smoke, like, I go out every weekend with people who drink and smoke. Like, I don't have an issue with it. I know that I have an issue with myself. And I'm mature enough to realize that I don't want to make that anybody else's problem but my own. That, that that's you know that's the issue that I wanted to talk about for so long I was so insecure about my own issues and how I was going to react around people because they knew that I had an issue I was too embarrassed to go out because they'd be I, I thought at least that they were going to be like oh like we're not going to do this in front of you because blah 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 or the complete other side of it where it was just like oh they were going to do too much of it to spite me like it, it doesn't have to be that complex it doesn't because it's not People, if you think about how much you think twice about what somebody said in the way that they said it, you're crazy. You're not crazy. But it's just like I'm trying to say that like people don't really think twice about other people's actions too much. Um, unless you're really close with them and it's like you have a connection with them. But people don't really think about that stuff unless it's an issue. So for me to go out and just expect everybody to be like oh she doesn't smokes or she doesn't drink so we probably shouldn't do it around her that's selfish of me to think because not everything is about me it's not and I know it's not I've always known that it's not but I started to fall into a rabbit hole of like thinking that it was where it was like oh my god like they think that I'm gonna freak out if someone pulls out a vape or someone starts drinking or someone starts smoking like they're gonna freak out I'm like just like as long as you're not offering me it knowing that I have an issue I don't have an issue with anything and even if you do on accident because you forget, I don't care. I know that I'll say no. Yeah, I started smoking on my terms. Um, yeah. It was a great episode. Look at that sunlight. Look how gorgeous she is. I, um, I had a lot to talk about today. I put some little relationship stuff in there because I honestly, I just had to get it off my chest and just talk about it. But um, today was great. I have my ring light in front of me. We're at like 45 minutes, I think. 
Um, yeah. I'm going to go watch the bear. Maybe make some food. Um, watch the sunset. I'm going to the beach on Friday. Um, I have work tomorrow at 1030. Um, going to write some emails. I'm just going to live life. feel pretty good right now. I feel like I needed to get some of that off my chest. Um, yeah. I'm going to miss you guys until next week or two weeks, two Tuesdays from now. Um, yeah. I will leave all my stuff in the link in the description. If you're watching on YouTube, you see me in the flesh. Bye. If you're listening, bye. And I will see you in two Tuesdays. Bye.